Welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Hi, today I welcome assistance dog handler and her dog Evie. Um, Lexi is an owner trainer with some organisational support and she lives in Queensland. How are you today, Lexi? I'm great, thanks, Joe. How are you? Very good, thank you. When did you get your first assistance dog? Evie is my first assistance dog. Um, so I got her when she was 10 weeks old, which was in March of last year. What uh, influenced you or helped you make the decision to have an assistance dog as part of your health plan? I spent a long time, approximately three years in and out of a psychiatric hospital and met a number of handlers and their dogs. Um, and I, through that, I guess I saw the support that assistance dogs provide to their handlers and I thought that was something that I would really benefit from. Um, I've never been a dog person before, but Evie has changed my life completely. Tell us a bit about Evie. So Evie's a Border Collie. She's currently 22 months. She's a chocolate Border Collie. She's very small um, because she was the runt of the litter. But she's what she lacks in size, she makes up for in personality. She's very outgoing, very friendly, um, which has been great and is great in a dog, but has worked to my detriment in an assistance dog. It's something I really had to work on with training. But it's good that she has that confidence, I guess, to be able to overcome any obstacles that we we come across out in public. Yeah, that's a hard one though, isn't it? That was the only thing I thought my boy may fail on is he's like that. He just wants to say hello to everyone. But I guess once he gets that harness on, he knows he's working and that's that. I'm sure Evie's the same. That's it. Once she, For her, it's her halty. That's uh, the part of her uniform that tells her that she's working and from there she goes into work mode and is an absolute dream. So what made you choose a Border Collie? I grew up with Border Collies um, with my my dad and my stepmom. They had Border Collies when we were growing up and I just I really love the breed and I love how sensitive they are. Um, again, that's worked in my favor and to my detriment, given the sensitivity, sometimes, especially earlier on when Evie was alerting to me, I yeah. felt like she was also under stress because I was stressed. Um, and that's something that we've had to work together on to prevent her from getting stressed, I guess. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey from bringing her home to where you're at now. It's not been an easy journey by any means. Um, About two months after I brought Evie home, I ended up in hospital again for about four months. And so that really affected her training. Um, I was very lucky that my my ex-partner and their mum took Evie in and their mum did a lot of training with Evie in terms of place training and calm behaviour and the like. Um, but in terms of socialization and stuff, she really missed out on in that crucial period. Um, so that's, that's been really difficult. But since then, um, 
you know, we've been working with the trainer to make up for the lost time that we had. Um, she passed her pass at 14 months um, and did a three-week hospital stint with me. Um, yeah. And she's just, she's come such a long way. And even in the last couple of months, it's just amazing watching her grow as a dog into the polite and confident young pup that she is. Yeah, she's she's nearly into her adulthood now, so Thank it's nice when that brain settles down, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it will be. <laughs> yes. Um, what's the best thing about having her for you? I don't even know if I could put into words or summarise the best thing. She's my constant companion. Um, I've recently gone back to work after three years off and Evie comes to work with me and she, I wouldn't have been able to return to the workplace without her. She gives me the confidence to get out there and support my team while she's supporting me. And, and yeah. sorry, how did you go about that? Can you expand on taking her to work? How did you approach that? With your I'm employer? Really lucky. So I'm, as you said, I'm organization supported um, and they've done amazing advocacy for me, particularly when it came to getting Evie into hospital with me Yeah, the, the first time. And I guess I can't really say who I work for. I work for the no. – I'm, I'm a public servant yeah. um, and they have their own processes and procedures and I was envisaging a lot of difficulties. Yes. Um, but I, when I met with my manager before I went back to work, I brought Evie with me. I said, look, I have an assistance dog. I need her to be with me. And she did everything she could to make sure that the process was as smooth as possible. Um, it's only in the background that I've found out that a whole risk assessment had taken place um, to enable uh, Evie to come to work with me. Yeah. Sorry, that's a garbage truck. That's okay. We're warts and all on this show. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I guess. How has she settled in to work? Are you working full-time? Almost. So we started up with two days a week, um, just half days. Yeah. And we started back in July. We're now up to four full days a week and we'll be at full-time by December. Um, and she's settled in remarkably well. We're very lucky. Um, they moved my position from a building, just a big concrete building, to a community centre, which yeah. has an enclosed courtyard. So she's allowed off lead on our breaks, which gives her the space to run. And, I mean, she needs it. She's a Border Collie puppy, right? Yes. Um, but also she's been great for the team. So the team are very understanding knowing that she works for me and what she does. And if I say I need some Evie time, they know to let me just go and have some time out with her, let her yeah. do her job, some deep pressure therapy, whatever it is that I need. Um, and she's now as much a part of the team as I am. She, They all know to make her sit and greet before she's allowed pats. It's been really good for, for everyone, including myself, I think. That is great because that will trickle down into their families and that as well because they probably won't be as stressed when they get home from work and and all of those sorts of things. Um, and they'll go out and talk about her in the community and that's always a good thing. That's education flowing through, isn't it? 
one of the doctors that I work with has seen the benefits that Evie brings to me and has asked me to provide her with information on assistance dogs and training assistance dogs and acquiring an assistance dog uh, for patients of her own. Um, yeah. Mental health. So she yeah. is you know, actively supporting one of her patients to get an assistance dog now that she's seen the benefits that Evie brings, which is really, really positive. Oh, absolutely. And now Evie doesn't only help you. Again, that trickle-down effect, she is going to, her influence is going to help many more people in the community, isn't it? It is. And that's something really positive, I think, that, you know, has come from all of this this journey that we've had together and, and that we're still on together and we'll hopefully be on together for a very long time. Yeah, that's that's an amazing thing. That's really good. Sometimes having a government job is a real blessing because a lot of the time they will try and do what they can to keep you at work for as long as possible, hey? Yeah, they do. Well, a lot of the time they do. Yeah. It would have been well, really easy of them for them to say, no, sorry, we can't accommodate you. Um, and obviously I would have had to fight that, but they just made it completely seamless for me. There were no questions asked. I sent through her paperwork, her PAT, because she is PAT tested. Um, and being with an organization, we have an identification card as well. Um, and I think that has made it easier. Yes. Um, and I, the organisation that I'm with were ready to support me if I needed them to, but it, it didn't come to that, which was fantastic. That's fabulous because that is having all that backup makes a huge difference, doesn't it? It really does. I understand and I'm all for owner-trained teams. Um, it just isn't for me. And yeah. I was having this discussion on Facebook with another handler this morning in one of the assistance dog groups um, and they were asking about, you know, owner training versus org training. I said, look, owner training is fantastic, but I know that when I'm unwell, I'm not able to advocate for myself and I need somebody who can do that for me. And that's where my organisation plays an important part in Evie and my journey, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one reason we don't discuss individual organisations on this show is because you have to do what works for you and your disability and your dog. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's different. Every dog is different. Every team is different. That's um, right. And, you know, some people, organisations aren't always cheap as well. No. So some people no. want to use an organisation. Some people choose not to because the rules can be restrictive and that's understandable too. Yeah. that That's very fascinating. I'm really pleased that you got to go back to work because it, will show other people out there that it's possible. It's possible to go and still work if you're capable and take your dog with you. I'm very lucky, I guess, to have an office job as well. Um, There's, you know, I have a big desk. There's space for Evie under the desk. I have my own office. Um, But even when I'm in reception doing that job, Evie's out there with me and... And, yeah, I guess the job that I have I'm lucky to be able to go back to because it is easier to facilitate an assistance dog than, say, a job in a clinical area or a a waiter or a barista or a chef, you know? Yes, absolutely. Now, how, how did your friends and family 
react to your decision to get Evie? Um, for the most part, everyone's been super supportive, which has been great. I uh, I started a GoFundMe because being in hospital for three years and not working, I wasn't really able to afford the cost of training and, and getting a dog by myself. Um, yeah. And it didn't take take very long to reach our goal to get all of the donations in, um, including from, you know, anonymous donors um, who ended up being friends of friends. Everyone's been super supportive. There are... There have been times where I've encountered people who don't understand yeah. um, who, what Evie does for me. And I guess if you haven't known me without Evie, it would be hard to understand. Yes. Because Evie, what Evie does is measured in outcomes. You know, you don't always see her working. She's not always doing deep pressure therapy. She's not always alerting to my heart rate. But what she does is measured in outcomes. No. And by saying that, I mean... I'm happier, I'm able to work, my mental health is more stable. I've been out of hospital now for months, which was unheard of two years ago, and my symptoms have greatly reduced thanks to her. And I think it's hard for people to understand that aspect of it, the the outcomes rather than the the tasks. Yes, yes. Um, I think that's why people with with mental health dogs have – a little bit more difficult time because it's not an obvious thing. But if, as you say, if they knew you before and now, they would see how obvious it is. Yeah, um, and it's, it's very it, obvious. Yeah. If you were starting, what piece of advice would you give someone who, who's just starting on this journey that you wish you had had at the beginning? Pick your breed carefully. I love Border Collies, for example, and I I would be nothing without Evie, but Border Collies are probably a dog that are too sensitive for psychiatric assistance dog work. Mm. Um, they have a tendency to be a bit neurotic. Um, so have really being careful to pick your breed and starting training as young as possible. We did puppy school. But what I, if I were to ever get another dog, I would go straight from puppy school to obedience lessons. Yeah. Um, because that structured training, I think, is, is so important at such a young age. Yes, absolutely. They're like a sponge. They're just yeah. like a small child. They're like a sponge, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, so what has been your biggest challenge? Um, my biggest challenge, I guess, has been, I guess, breed-specific tendencies in Evie. Uh, wanting to chase cars and buses, for example. Yeah. That's something that we've really had to work on with training. In terms of behaviours, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, And then I had trouble getting her into hospital with me and I really needed the support of the organisation to back me up at that stage Mm. because I was very, very unwell. And they did a fantastic job. Within days, Evie was with me and it was a much shorter admission thanks to having her there with me. That's great. That is really, really great. Does Evie have her own Facebook page? She doesn't, but she has her own Instagram handle. So she's Instagram. Evie, E-V-I-E dot the dot A-D. I will put that in the show notes so that um, people can find her easily. Thank you very much for talking to me today. 
that was I that's so good. I'm so pleased that you're able to get back to work. So Evie's giving you a future as well as your everyday life. She's giving me a future that two years ago I didn't even believe that I would have or would be possible. I am not me without her. Look, they need wings, I tell you. They're they little really angels. Do. They yep. really do. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Lexi. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions or you would like to be a guest, email me at eyes at gmail.com. Bye.